Pastor Larry Unclan with Living 412. Today I have uh, the pleasure of sitting down with my wife, Sarita Inclan. Hi guys, God bless you. So we want to share a few thoughts with you, uh, with the little time that we have here with you. Um, let's go to the book of Romans. Uh, book of Romans chapter 12. Mm-hmm. I was uh, telling you, uh, Sarah, that I wanted to take into account chapter 12, looking at verses 9, um, probably through 13, not sure if we'll get to go anywhere past that, but it says in the word of God that love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord be joyful in hope patient in affliction faithful in prayer share with the Lord's people who are in need practice hospitality so I'll stop there for now Um, I'm not sure if you may notice it Uh, we probably both have a a very slight difference in tone of voice (laughs) we are uh, affected uh, right now um, mm-hmm. in our bodies, but we still rejoice nonetheless, and we keep on uh, trucking, as we say. Mm-hmm. We keep on pushing <laughs> towards the Lord's uh, work. So pray for us and our health. But um, these verses drew attention to me uh, because in the midst of our minor affliction, uh, we have felt a lot of love in action. Yeah. Um, and I want to take a moment and honor um, our church, our body, um, I should call it, our, our group of faithful people that have been above and beyond loving um, with phone calls or text messages, care packages, food drop-offs, just everything that you can think of, um, people we didn't even expect, uh, neighbors, just in general, it's been overwhelming uh, to see love in action, and that's what this... Uh, section of the book of Romans um, speaks about Mm -hmm. Um, and it does say that love must be sincere I have felt you know some sincere uh, outreach you know personal outreach that they have done yes Um, they didn't have to um, (laughs) put together any little care packages and drop them off and uh, they have and to me that goes above and beyond uh, what we what we should be doing, looking out for one another, uh, being devoted to one another in love, honoring, um, you know, each other. Yes. And, um, it gives me a lot of joy knowing that what we're doing on a, not only on a Sunday, but on a day-to-day basis with, with our group that they're applying, yes. you know, um, and how our lives, even with the people that we don't um, possibly interact every every week such as our neighbors you know we always greet them we welcome welcome them to the neighborhood and did little things for them when they when we felt that we needed to yeah um how it's coming back full circle Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful to see because that's the way a community should work and i believe that that is uh very biblical that is how god intended in the beginning where uh he said he was not alone God was not alone. He said, let us make man in our image. 
Yeah. Um, so he was already accompanied by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It was it was the Trinity already at work when creation began, when man was created. And with a purpose, he created the man and created a woman mm-hmm. with a purpose of relationship. So uh, to see that come full circle and see people actually put it into practice, the love in action, as I'm saying, uh, it's it's beautiful to see. Yes. So, I I wanted to take this time to to speak about that. Um, how they are practicing hospitality. How it closes the verse on um, uh, verse thirteen. They're practicing that that care, that joy that they feel. Um, whether they have much or they have little, they still took out time. Uh, energy, effort, finance, whatever it is, out of their person to bless us. Mm -hmm. So that has been overwhelming to know. So I want to, I want to also touch on the topic, uh, on the topic of isolation. Mm. So during this whole pandemic, we have been instructed for the most part, um, to isolate as best as possible, to uh, have limited contact, mm-hmm. to be extra hygienic, of course, you know, which I think is something that we should do and practice regardless. You know, wash your hands when you sneeze, cover your mouth, and you know all the things that we're taught as children mm-hmm. um, to continue to do. But it also reminded me of how unnatural it is to isolate and i began to put the two things together i was actually thinking about this last night i was as i was watching football ironically enough so i'm watching the unfortunately the cowboys win <laughs> right and um and i'm thinking in the background and i i know the lord was just guiding me on some of these things and i wasn't saying anything i was just looking stuff up on the computer and i was looking stuff up on my phone and it just kept drawing my attention how we're being instructed to isolate for the past year and a half as best as possible. It's our turn finally after almost 18 months to to do our isolation, unfortunately, because we got sick. But it, it reminds me of how unnatural that is, mm. it, how unbiblical and how. Um, how many people are affected by it. I remember at some point throughout this quarantine, I want to say maybe it was Thursday, I, I, I said, Josh, you know, what do I do? Is there a good show that I can watch? Is there, <laughs> <laughs> is there something I've, I, I've read, I've studied, I've prayed, I've, uh, I've done everything else, not what do I do. But I didn't want to make a commitment to watch a brand new show because, you know, that takes a lot of time. And I told you about that as well. So... I didn't want to begin a brand new show that I was going to have to catch up five different seasons. I I don't have that kind of time in my hands. Um, And besides, there's other projects that we want to work on, such as our garage, like you just mentioned before we started the program. Mm -hmm. So in thinking about all these things, I started remembering a jail. Um, There's a specific jail that originally it was used as a fort. It was Alcatraz. 
it wasn't always called Alcatraz. It was actually called a, uh, it, it was, like I said, it was actually an army base, um, a, a military pr- prison at one point. Mm-hmm. Then the government, the U- United States Department of Justice, purchased the land or acquired the land and converted it into a maximum security prison. And if you don't know, or for those that don't know, uh, Alcatraz is located off of the coast of San Francisco up in California. So this prison um, is it's on an island about, if I remember correctly, it's about two miles away from the coast. So if you were able to break out of the physical building, you still have to swim to shore. So in the currents and it, it was not an easy place so i i think about this this prison alcatraz because at one point it was considered one of the worst jails mm. well well where they would send some of the worst people um this was during a, a time where there was a r- racial division a very bad racial division so uh, there was also on top of segregation of inmates because of what they did, there was also segregation because of, um, you know, the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. Within that jail, they had something called the hole. The hole is solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. And that is considered to be the most uh, severe form of punishment. Mm-hmm. Can you believe it or not? So, the most severe form of punishment in a jail is considered going into solitary. And and an inmate might say, no, it's not. It's being put in with, you know, the population, depending on, you know, who you are and what you do and things like that. But in terms of punishment, according to the Department of Justice and the, and the jail systems, when you've committed something wrong within the jail, mm-hmm. they send you to the hole. They send you to solitary confinement. That is supposed to be the worst treatment that you're going to receive. Mm-hmm. You don't see other inmates. You don't speak to other inmates. They feed you your meal. Uh, I'm not sure how that specifically works. I'm sure somebody you know that works in the jail system can help us with that, but that's not the purpose of the conversation. The purpose is that the most punishable or the, the cruelest thing that they can do to you is throw you in the hole. Mm. So in thinking about all that, I am thinking now as to our, what, one week worth of quarantine that we've had so far, mm. where it doesn't feel cruel because we're home. Mm-hmm. We have all of our, you know, luxuries, if you want to call them. And I, I do call them luxuries because, yes, we have a refrigerator, um, you know, TV, Internet, luxuries, right? They're not requirements to live. Mm-hmm. So I think about all of that and I say, Wow. For the past 18 months, we have been forced to isolate. And a lot of people do not understand or comprehend the toll that that is taking on our mental health um, in general. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I was texting Josh, I'm bored. What do I do? You know, how much can I read? How much music can I listen to? How much can I sleep? How much can I, you know? Yes, there's things you can do, but it got to a point where I was like, hey, any new shows, like I said, Mm -hmm. or any new movies. But 
it is so important for us to realize that there is a, a severe need out in our communities right now. Uh, what I call, or what most people, I guess, are calling now the post-quarantine era because we're not out of this whole, maybe not post-quarantine, post-COVID, I guess you can call it, mm-hmm. post-COVID. Even though it's still happening, it's not the prime like it was a year ago, right? Now this is the after effects and the continuation and the variants that they're talking about. But it's a new era where the vaccine mandates, the masks, the uh, um, you know the kids have to uh, sit with plastic things around their desk. I went to our daughter's back to school night and they still have the the plastic divisions on their desks you know all of that's unnatural or normal to them yeah so all of those things take a toll uh mentally uh our girls were frustrated they're like oh now we have to quarantine yes so i I want as as i'm talking i want you to think of your thoughts on that because there's a need that the church needs to provide, or the, and I always say church uh, incorrectly because we, we are the church, the body. So, uh, yes, we as the church, the body of the church, the people within the church, um, not the building, we need to put a bigger emphasis and a bigger focus on this post-COVID, post-quarantine era where there are so many people in need that we don't even realize how bad they need it they themselves might not realize how bad we are struggling with with mental issues that aren't out in the open. If I just felt frustrated after a week, now imagine how our kids feel not being able to see their friends for a whole year. Yeah. Walk down the hallways, have gym, sit in a lunchroom, all the things that perhaps we took for granted. So... That's where this whole love in action came uh, came into my mind because that is what the gospel is all about. Yes. About us being sincere in our love, um, clinging to what is good in the midst of a trial or a situation, having love for one another, being devoted in love for one another, having honor for people and being in- intentional. That's the word that we use all the time. Be intentional on the things that we do for other people, not just because like just have a reason for it. Like, Hey, this person is going through it. I really want to go above and beyond and show them the love that they deserve. Mm-hmm. When I think about the church, this literally is what I, I envision a church is. When I think about the definition of a church or a description of what the church is supposed to look like, I feel as though Romans 12 catches that. Romans 12, uh, verse verse 9 through 13, at least for now, for what we're reading, I feel as though it captures exactly what that is, what, what it's supposed to look like. Um, it doesn't look like, you know, a devotional. It doesn't look like uh, preaching. It doesn't look like... Um, you know, that typical um, worship dance and it's not classes. It's not, you know, Bible Institute, Bible Sunday classes. It's just literally this is what it is. It's love in action. 
and and you know looking coming together obviously we will we worship god absolutely and it's and it's not to denote you know trust me when i tell you this that i am not saying we don't need to have those things i'm not saying we don't need to worship i'm not saying we don't need to have classes all those things are important for building up um uh you know it's sort of like when you go to school to learn well you go to church so uh you know we go we do these things in church should i say we don't go to church but we do these things in church so this way we can learn together as a corporal body so it no you know i'm not saying that we don't need it or that it's not good uh but what i am saying is the most important thing and the and the and the greatest reason above all that we are a church is because of that that's what we are all about and that's who we are we are love in action we are you know the bible says that god is love and so if he is love we are putting that love into action yes and that and that is why he is so adamant about calling us the light about calling us the salt about you know calling us out to love one another and you know, that's how we serve him and that's how we bring him here on earth um, so that everyone can see him and experience him and that's through love and action and so when we come together as brothers and sisters in Christ and get together for our services uh, I I love and I've said it before you know that that's the the most important thing that we're doing is we are you know checking up on each other making sure that we're we're all being loved taken care of what's your need if i see the need that you have then we're going to fill each other's need as brothers and sisters in christ um it's just so important and i think that that's one of the things that we have been trying to do so much i think that's uh one of the things that home church has been trying to you know instill in every brother and sister in christ that we have we're trying to instill that importance of loving each other the importance of what that love is supposed to look like because we all have an expectation on a human side you know our human nature has this idea and this expectation of what love is but you know really god's expectations of how we show that love to one another is beyond our human nature it's beyond what we know and that's you know being devoted to one another in love yes. honoring each other above ourselves so it's like it's a selfless thing this is a selfless thing this isn't something that i'm looking for to please myself i'm not looking for to love you so this way i can get a reward i'm not looking to serve you so this way i can get something in return i don't you know it's a selfless thing and that's something that we try to get our brothers and sisters in christ to understand you know, it's it's a selfless act. Love is a selfless. The kind of love that God, that God teaches us is that selflessness. Like I, I, it's not about me. It's about a greater purpose. It's something greater. 
that we are trying to achieve. Why do you think it's so hard for us to live that selfless life? Well, because we're our human nature is after that. You know, I remember studying because you know I like to teach the girls. They and and let me tell you, young people, they have so many questions. Um, and I remember reading about uh, the human nature, the sin, which is what uh, you'll sometimes find in the Bible where it, it refers to it as the sinful nature as opposed to the spiritual nature. And I was studying this so that this way I can teach the girls. And one of the things that our sinful nature, our human nature, is automatically drawn to is self, self-pleasing and things like that. And it says... I remember I was listening to a speaker and he said, you know, you don't have to teach a child how to be disobedient. They'll just try it on their own. No one teaches a child how to do wrong. No one teaches a child. They just try it on their own. Like they, they'll, you know, hit someone. <laughs> no one teaches them to lie, for instance. I'll give you that example where... You know, the speaker was like, did you wet yourself? And and the child's like, no. And he's like, well, what's that that I see on your side? Well, I don't know. You know, it's like <laughs> they're automatically like, no, I didn't do that. It's like sort of like this defense mechanism that goes up all of a sudden. And that's just human nature. Human nature, unfortunately, we're born into a sinful nature. That's why they call it sinful nature because we're born into yeah. this um, you think about it when, when Adam <laughs> Adam like quickly blamed Eve and said the white they, the, the woman you gave me the helper you gave me mm-hmm. you know it's so right away he turned it yeah he put up that defense mechanism it's not it's not calling people out as sinful but rather it's just in our nature to want to nurture ourselves to want to yeah. give and give and give to it's like that selfish and society does a good job that selfish nature that as well. yes and so when you come to Christ you you when you start to study the bible and you and you see what god intentions were to teaching us what genuinely what genuine unconditional love is that is the total opposite of what our nature is looking for it's really just die to self so this way you can love others and so that's what we struggle against that you know answering your question it's it's that struggle of what's fair you know like i have to forgive the person who hurt me but that's not fair why do i have to forgive that person that person legitimately knew what they were doing and they hurt me but that's the thing that i always recall what jesus said on the cross when he said forgive them for they know not what they do the reality of that moment was not that people didn't know what they were doing. Like, yeah, they knew. They were saying it. Crucify him. Kill him. So he wasn't speaking to to what they consciously were asking for. Kill the person. He wasn't saying, oh, forgive them for saying kill me. <laughs> or forgive them for killing me. <laughs> for they know not what they do. Rather, on the contrary, it's like he was speaking to the bigger picture like they don't know that what they're doing right now is actually 
what you originally wanted for me to do you wanted me to sacrifice myself they don't know that they don't know what the cause is for see and and that is what we all strive for and what we push for we push for the bigger picture which is that love in action that love in action and when it's hard for us to forgive when it's hard for us to see beyond what our thoughts are telling us or what our emotions are telling us when 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 we see somebody do something wrong but that's wrong they should be punished for that you know when we're trying to see past that listen there's a greater picture than what you're seeing you say, i know you're seeing that that person is sinning against you or i know you're seeing that that person is hurting you but there's a greater picture beyond that and we need to make sure that they know what that greater picture is that's what we strive for we strive for people to see what the greater picture is not what's happening in the now and i know that's a really complex uh way of looking at it uh because our human nature that's the way it is we're gonna be like wait that doesn't make sense oh my gosh what do you mean (laughs) so you really have to uh sort of really spend time with people in teaching them and showing them this and i like to believe that it's a what's that called the practice as you go (laughs) you know it's not gonna it's not gonna uh be 100 percent um it makes sense should i say makes 100 percent sense until you read it and then practice it and then you see it in in action as we're speaking right now it's it, it really is yeah and it's all about um being intentional once again yes. of uh putting that love into action and using the fruits of the spirit once you learn about the fruits of the spirit and go out of your way to try to show that to people you know show them love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness uh gentleness self-control etc once you start using the fruits of the spirit that alone will battle against the acts of the flesh Mm -hmm. and it'll help you stay focused on uh, showing love to people before closing i i do want to share um so basically our, our program is living 412 mm-hmm. one of the verses that so there's a couple of 412 verses that stood out to me in my walk and i want to share one of those with you but it starts um in ecclesiastes 9 it ends in 12 but it says that two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor of course, two people working on a field will have a, a better return than one person working, right? If either one of them falls down, one can help the other up. Mm-hmm. So relationship once again. But if anyone, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them. If you're alone and you have no one to help you, you know, you feel sorry for this person. They don't have any help. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. You know, you and I, when we lay down in the winter and mm-hmm. we cuddle up on the couch, watch a movie. Right. We keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? You know, it's going to take extra blankets, for example. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then it gets to 12. 12 is where it says, although one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. 
but a cord of three strands is not quickly broken or not easily broken depending on the version that you have so this is where again relationship community um the father son the holy spirit husband wife god as the head is the center yes again you're you're dealing with relationship you're dealing with community you're dealing with uh togetherness not isolation um i i want to just really focus on that this week that you find ways to reach out to people whether it's a little care package a little love package whether it's uh, why don't you do the traditional old school thing and write a little postcard and put it in the mail mm-hmm. you don't even have to leave your house you literally have to put it in your mailbox lift up the little flag if you have the little flag on your mailbox and send it out if not you go drop it in the mail poster stamps or what maybe 50 cents i'm not sure what they are right now i always just go say let me get a book and i pay for it and that's it <laughs> so send out a little thank you card you know or a little you know get well card to somebody that's sick just a simple hello thinking of you and let them receive that in the mail if you're a technology person just shoot them an email and say hey just thinking about you something very untraditional unnormal when's the last time you actually emailed somebody versus a text or a dm or whatever they call them nowadays and Mm -hmm. just be more intentional in your outreach to people this is not the type of outreach that i'm talking about of winning a soul for christ no i'm talking about an interpersonal relationship that you're doing life with that you're teaching them about god's love by your actions i am thinking about you I love you. I miss you. Um, I'm praying for you, whatever it is that you feel in your heart that God is directing you to do. But be be obedient to the spirit if you feel compelled to do that. And you're going to see relationships change. If you haven't reached out to a friend in a long time, reach out to them. But uh, no more isolation, even if you have to quarantine like you and I have right now, you know, find ways to reach other people and uh, keep that love going in action. Amen. And we're going to dissect this even more because this is going to be very good for the people to understand what true, genuine, unconditional agape love is. Yes. Amen. Yeah. And if uh, and if you're a young person listening to this, just know that there is always someone that's willing to listen to you. Yes. Um, it might seem um, like you might be in a dark place, possibly, but keep knocking on doors. If you need to reach us, we're always welcome to speak to people. We love it. We we welcome it. And you can reach us at facebook.com backslash HC or in clan ministries 06 at Gmail in clan ministries 06.